In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is Wednesday, March 10th. Jack and Ian are here for the 15-minute Minus Paul Brown podcast updates. The Browns did nothing of substance. So, what did the, uh, what happened in the rest of the NFL today, Jack? So, the biggest news was the salary cap was finally set. And uh, as we've been saying for two to three weeks now, it's going to be somewhere between 182 and 183 million. And quite frankly, we couldn't have guessed any better. It was 182.5 million. Bing! Got it! Um, so it was no massive surprise. It's basically what we've been expecting. So yeah, there's going to be some tough decisions. But some fans are talking about, hey, let's get rolling with the restructures. Quite frankly, the Browns are under the salary cap. So they don't, they're not like these other teams like the Saints, etc. who needs to cut loads of guys to get under. What you'll probably do is you'll go out there and find the free agents. And if you need to move these deals of sort of push money into later years, you can just do it at the click of your fingers. You don't need to sort of call the team in, sign a new contract. All the metrics are there within deals to push this money back. So it's not one they're going to rush to do. So uh, don't worry if you don't see a restructure um, to sort of turn a base salary into a signing bonus because there's no rush to do that. Um, if you don't need to, they probably want to roll 10 million into next year. But yeah, what will be will be. I think people get confused because obviously there's the old adage on Twitter that the salary cap is a myth. Just so everybody understands, every team has the same salary cap. They all have to spend between a floor and a ceiling. The question is, which guys are you going to pay this year a specific amount of money? So by punting or kicking the can down the road, by restructuring and adding void years, it's the same amount of money, if not more money, you just pay at different dates. So it's just like refinancing your home or you're trying to you know, reallocate funds. Every team can only spend a certain amount of money plus the rollover. So the idea that there's different rules for different teams, please stop. That's not the case. Everybody works in the same playing field. Yeah, and just looking at like Saints, people like pointing to the Saints. They're paying like an average guard as one of the top guards now in the NFL because they've got themselves into such a mess. Um, and then you look at their free agent class, like Demario David, um, Emmanuel Sanders, and uh, Balcom Jenkins. If, if I told Browns fans over the next four years, over the last four years, that was the, the top three free agents you sign as a team, you would be going, no, no, you can't be the case. That That's exactly what that sort of situation does. You are so hamstrung that you overpay massively for players you want to keep. And then you're stuck there with not much going on in free agency. So, uh, yeah, it's not a good position to be in. Um, even though fans are like, oh, yeah, but look at this, look at that. What have they won in the last four years? Yeah, anecdotally, you can always find the Rams have done it. And to be fair, Demario Davis, Emmanuel Sanders, and Malcolm Jenkins are all three good players. 
the question is, isn't you're not paying them for what they've done in the past. Malcolm Jenkins obviously was previous and saints. It's more about you're paying for what they're capable of doing in the future where they have these large cap hits and stuff like that. So that's why I think there's a little bit of a misunderstanding, you know, on a guy like Marshawn Lattimore, the saints can keep Marshawn Lattimore for five years and pay him $6 million less than his current cap. Hit. So they can keep him and pay him less. And it's because they just move the money to the future. So, you know, enough about that kind of stuff. There's, you know, we don't, we can spend an entire podcast going on that stuff. So at the end of the day, you're going to see a lot of these things, a lot of movement, a lot of shaking specifically within the Browns organization. Not a lot because we don't need to. Yeah, no, without a doubt. Um, next, I just want to really quickly touch on comp picks. Obviously they're all announced. It's not a thing the Browns are going to get that caught up in next year but could be the year after that when they're starting hey we re-sign our own guys there's not much money for big free agents we might let guys go and then they get paid and the other one to keep an eye on um Equisi, uh, but i'm gonna butcher his name in the front office that the uh panthers was sniffing around if he goes off and be the gm hey we get two third round picks for homegrown talent um even though yeah we'll have only had him two years and san fran did all the hard work yeah, that's a, uh, a new program the NFL has done where any team that develops a minority member of the coaching staff or front office, I believe, right, they end up getting two compensatory third-round picks. I'm not sure how long that's going to be around for, but if the Browns have the opportunity to, you know, keep Kwesi in the building. So if he can continue to bring, you know, value to the Browns, I'm all for having it. But if he wants to seek greener pastures as a GM, I'll gladly take two third round picks and bid him adieu and wish him nothing but success because by all accounts, he is a fantastic human being. Yep. Um, quickly touching on wide receivers. Um, I'm running through three names here. So apparently Nikhil Harry's available for a trade um, or teams have called the Patriots requiring about a trade. Emmanuel Sanders has been released and John Brown's been released. Any of those three dudes interest you at all? Nikhil Harry's an interesting one, former first-round pick out of Arizona State a couple years ago by the Patriots. They don't really have any weapons. He's been inconsistent, but I would be curious what his price tag is. I believe he's still on a rookie deal. I believe he was part of the 2018 draft class. So I think there's still two more years on that rookie deal for him. Uh, no interest in Emmanuel Sanders. We have enough of hims. Uh, John Brown is interesting. Uh, I do like the downfield threat that he is. I would need to make sure that he still has that 4-3 burner speed and can be a vertical guy. But those are definitely between Nikhil Harry. Again, it's a price sticker thing. And John Brown is somebody you can obviously sign right away. But he's definitely somebody I'd be interested in because he is the vertical threat that the Browns currently need. Yeah, for me, I'm, I'm not as interested in Nikhil Harry. He's done two years and it hasn't been very exciting. Um, I picked him up in at least one dynasty league and I'm sitting there going, why the hell did I do this? Um, to be fair, he hasn't, I mean, his first year, I think he was riddled with injuries. It was a little bit of a camp. Um, elite quarterback. So, mm. Yeah, John Brown does interest me, um, but it depends what they else they're doing in the room because it's impossible to get sort of a steer on what they're planning. Um, the next dude I just want to throw out there is Quinton Jefferson, 
who has also been cut. Um, for me, yeah, I'm not particularly interested. Defensive tackle at Buffalo. Um, he's 28. Um, did have a good season back in 2019 with the Seahawks. But, yeah. Meh. I don't think the Browns will be calling him. Um, he's an inconsistent guy. Yeah, interior defensive lineman. I mean, we do say all the time the D tackles. Everybody has a shot, but yeah, I don't. I definitely don't see him coming to the Browns. You know, I could be wrong. I always reserve, really, you know, reserve right for me to be proven wrong. But yeah, I just don't think that Quentin Jefferson is going to be uh, heading down the uh, I ninety from Buffalo to Cleveland. Yeah, and next um, we've got a second member of the uh, Titans secondary is out on the street, and that is Kenny Vicaro, who I don't think either have an interest in but one thing um one of our listeners freddie reached out and said hey um now obviously our top target marcus williams is off the market who's there in free agency in terms of the safety position so uh touch on three guys and then you can sort of give your take so i would say my number one guy i'm eyeing up is john johnson according to um brendan leister um, he, he said he called the defense, which is quite rare for a safety um, and especially one on quite a talented defense as the Rams um, and especially while he's quite young. Um, then the second name I'd say of interest is Anthony Harris. Um, he's 29.4 though, so slightly older. Um, maybe they could do a deal they can get out of. And then I would say the third name of interest is my boy. We've discussed him a few weeks ago and that is Trey Boston who could be like two, two and a half million, one-year deal. Um, send him back to what he's good at, um, one-year deals. But he, he's a great free safety, um, going to do the job. Yeah, he's not going to flip down into the box, but he's going to give you production. And just throw a wild card out there. It'd be a miss not to throw some red meat to the listeners and uh, mention Malik Hooker. But I, I would yeah. say... <sighs> there's there's, a, there's a couple guys out there. I think the safety position is going to be one of those ones where you plug them with a short-term uh, vet contract. You know, you mentioned Malik Hooker. I think some other guys that may make sense. Um, I'd be curious. I know we talked about him the other day. LaMarcus Joyner, uh, if he's willing to play free safety, he's somebody that I would maybe take a look at. And then I know that Will Parks and Jaquiz Tart from San Francisco have experience with Joe Woods in his system. So those are some names that you could see. But again, we're not talking about guys that are just coming in and going right into Penn as starters. These are guys, Carl Joseph level, two million bucks. You bring them in, you give them a couple repetitions, see if they're worth anything. But just a couple names with a couple links to the uh, the Browns. Yeah, no, it's it's there. Obviously, yeah, if you want your splash, you've got them two big guys, and they could go that route. But yeah, it's looking more like, especially with that sort of run on. Um, the guys getting tagged, that it'll be the other route they go. And just to touch on a, a dude that got released today, that's Kevin Zeitler. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where he lands. The, it's the one thing that is going to be quite good for the Browns. People don't seem to like paying guards, um, and that could have a knock-on impact on White Teller, defensive coordinator, and potentially bring the market. Jack, down. does it not make sense that he just goes back to Cincinnati? I mean, they need they need guards. Cincinnati or Chicago, to me, are the two obvious Kevin Zeitler destinations. And I know Brown's Twitter, let's not relive the Giants trades. I know everybody likes to do that. Let's just leave that alone. Kevin Zeitler's a good dude, former first-round pick by the Bengals. 
I wouldn't be shocked if he either heads back to Cincinnati or to Chicago. Both teams desperately need guards. I'm going to throw another one out there and say the Ooh. Raiders. Oh, they they did just and uh, they did just have what's they traded Trent Brown. Yeah, that's possible. He's got rid of Incognito and Gabe Jackson. Yeah, and who did who did Ayupati play for before he retired? He's another one. Seahawks. Could be looking. Seahawks. They could, uh, there's another. Yeah, there's another one that they can maybe look. So, I like Kevin Zeitler, Wyatt Teller. You're my new guy. Yeah, but the the, the thing to note is if if these guys don't want to pay their guards, that brings that market down. You're going to get a lot of these guys out there now signing deals, and then you turn around to Wyatt Teller and you go, hey, you might have been awesome, but people don't want to pay guards. And it's why when we, we all said around the time, and I know I certainly did, uh, Quinton Nelson, you're drafting a guy that you, you've got above a 50% chance this guy's going into the Hall of Fame. And that's still a bad pick because picking a guard that high it just doesn't have the overall value. Um, and, and that's a real shame, but that, that's all basically the game. If, if you knew you had a kicker that was going to be Justin Tucker and you had it guaranteed and you, you knew they're going to be as good as Justin Tucker, I still ain't taking them in the top 10. Um, and, and that's just, there, there is positional value. Well, in Indy, they're talking about moving him outside to to left tackle because Anthony Costanza retired. So they're like, you're so good at guard. We want to actually move you out to tackle. <laughs> so it tells you all you need to know. But no, um, that's another show today in the books. Always guys, if you've got any questions you want covered, get onto us. It's crazy at the moment. We'll be honest. Um, we're looking forward to getting back to the one topic per show, but uh, let's get the next sort of week, two weeks in the bag um just with all the news going on we just want to touch on loads of different stuff yeah absolutely and like i said the nfl is just an ever-changing you know within the few hours that we record this to it publishes you never know three more cuts two more restructures i mean all this is like like paul says things are kicking off everything's happening at different times agents are leaking information so we'll try to stay on top of it as much as we can um you know obviously people follow Schefter Rappaport and those guys for a reason. We're just here to opine on, you know, what impact it has specifically to the Browns, both from a football standpoint and from a cap standpoint. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Follow me on Twitter. It's at Jack Duffin, D-U-F-F-I-N. Um, in terms of void years and stuff, there's an article over on the dog land. So if you ever sat there going, our oh, void years, these restructures, what are they on about? Go check that out. Everything's broken down in that. So, uh, it's there. It's got OBJ as a picture. So I just used his contract as an example to push the money back to later years. Ian, where can people find you on Twitter? At Ian19 on Twitter. And as always, go Browns. Go Browns.